Hello and welcome to the She Is Left Project. This podcast is dedicated to helping you heal from the challenging and painful relationship with your mother so you can finally experience the love you've always craved. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese. I'm a mother wound coach, author, and healer who believes tenderness and vulnerability are your true superpowers. Sis, it's time to finally heal your inner little girl so you can start thriving and not just surviving. Progressive, irreverent, and real, this podcast will have you laughing and crying at the same time. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, today, I'm talking to all my tough girls um, and because I want y'all to stop being tough. Because I want to stop being tough. But goddamn, it's hard. It's hard when motherfuckers still be trying you. You know what I'm saying? It's hard when you come from a place where you always had to be tough, where I don't even, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm going to preach anyway, because we're all in this together. And I'm going to tell you what I want. This is what I want for myself, which is what I want for you. I want you to feel safe enough. I want to feel safe enough to trust myself to be tender. And not just for a minute, right? Or a second and then shut that shit down. Now, I'm not saying that it's just across the board. Because there is wisdom in your gangster. And we all know that. But there's also rest and there's replenishment in our well-earned and discerned tenderness. And I want us to get to a place where we can experience more of that tenderness even if our mothers didn't show it to us, even if they still don't show it to us, even if they make it seem like we being real dumb right now for wanting to live our lives differently than they're living their lives and maybe differently than what they taught us because we want a different result. Um, and it's easier said than done. And I'm definitely preaching to the choir because you already know that, but I want to talk about why it's so important to be tender and be vulnerable And I'm going to say this with yourself. That's where we're starting today. We're not even talking about how we extend it to others. I'm going to talk about some practical reasons that vulnerability and tenderness are like the shit for real, for real. Okay. For one, let's start here. Vulnerability and tenderness is the shit because it allows you to get to know yourself and build like this is like an overarching thing right 
it allows you to build a loving relationship with yourself. And if you grew up with, if you grew up with an emotionally absent mother, a hypercritical mother, a mother who didn't nurture you from an emotional standpoint, there's a very good chance that you don't have a loving, kind relationship with yourself. So it's impossible for you to really have truly loving, kind relationships with other people because every relationship you have with others is one that reflects what you have with yourself. And when you have a loving and tender relationship with yourself, you have a home to come to. When you have a loving and tender relationship with yourself, you have a home to come back to. You have a safe place to lay, to land. You have a place where you can take all your armor off. You can lick your wounds. You can be quiet. You can be still and you can regenerate. But when you don't have a habit of vulnerability and tenderness with yourself, you by default are consistently beating up on yourself and you have become the villain and the perpetrator in your story. And it is no longer your mother. It is you. And you know how fucked up it was when she did it. Well, it's just as fucked up now. And you have the opportunity to change that. But you have to be able to see the benefits of it. Because we've made um, lemonade out of lemons. And so we understand how to take being super self-critical, comparisons, being uh, being perfect the first go round, not making mistakes and turn that into being super duper overachievers, always there for other people, helping everyone and people thinking that our lives are easy when really deep inside that shit is falling apart, right? We need now to move away from that whole lemonade bit and making something out of nothing and move to a place where we get what we really deserve, which is to feel worthy of love just for being, to be able to trust ourselves to make good decisions, to be attuned enough to listen to and take heed to our own intuition, to know how to build a loving and supportive community of trusting people that are there for us, right? And how to explore and take risks in our lives, because that's the only way you can get to freedom is by taking risks. And vulnerability and tenderness is the vehicle that we use to get the things that we really want out of life. Because what you really want is not a job, a car, a man, a house, a 401k. You want a fulfilling career. You want a loving partner. You want to walk into a space that you enjoy and that 
welcomes you at every moment. And those things are possible. And it makes me sad when sometimes when I'm having this conversation, it feels like I have to convince people that they're deserving of this. I have to convince people that it's possible. Hell, sometimes I have to convince myself. And that pisses me the fuck off because it just shows how much damage has been done and that yes, you do have to go back and repair it. You can be mad at your mama all you want, but that's not going to repair it. We've got to like sit that to the side because I'm, trust me, as you do this work to reparent yourself and build um, a level of vulnerability with yourself, that will come to a resolution. Probably not one that you can understand or see or fathom right now, but that's something that just works itself out when we're doing the work on ourselves. Because healing your mother wound has nothing to do with the relationship with your mother. The more you focus on what she didn't do, the more you're going to continue in the same patterns that she taught you. And it doesn't mean that you bypass or you don't acknowledge what happened. We acknowledge it, but now what do we do? Because we're the only ones that can fix it because she doesn't even have the tools to do it because she's still in a level of pain and trauma her damn self. So there's nothing she can give you. So we have to grieve that. We have to let that be, and then we have to come to this space of repair. And I just want you to understand that the repair is possible and that it's worth it. And these are the ways that you can make it happen in your life because healing isn't something that happens in your mind. Healing is not a feeling. Healing is an action verb. Healing is the things that you do regularly on an everyday basis. It's like eating, it's the choices that you make. And that brings me to the number one pillar. There are four pillars to reparenting. I'm just talking about one pillar today. And that pillar is discipline. And discipline includes commitment, consistency, integrity. And it means that you have decided that being there for yourself is your number one priority. And it sounds simple, but for us, it's the hardest thing because more times than not, more than likely, we've never really experienced being a priority to someone, especially not coming through our childhood and adolescence and we don't even know what that's like. When somebody tries to put us first, shit, we freak out because we like, oh, hell no. What is that? You know, we're used to being um, at the bottom of the totem pole. And we kind of even feel like we kind of even thrive in that space because we know how to fight our way out because that's what we've been taught just in our existence and how we came up. But in order to be able to experience tenderness and gentleness, you are going to have to be, you are going to have to be very disciplined and not disciplined from a way of beating yourself up because that's not discipline. 
that's punishment. That is abuse. Uh, discipline is doing the same thing day in and day out to get the result that you want. And the result that we want is to feel safe in our own bodies, safe in our own minds, safe in our own hearts. And the way that you practice that discipline is by keeping promises to yourself, even if it's just one small promise. And I suggest that it be one small promise. It is cultivating a habit within you. And I read um, Atomic Habits. I forgot the guy who, who read the book, but he was, who wrote the book, but he was talking about how a habit can be, it's not about it being big, it's about it being consistent. And anything you do repetitively over and over again becomes a habit and that becomes your discipline. So for you, what are ways that you can practice gentleness and tenderness with yourself on an everyday basis? This step should be something really small that you know that you can succeed at. It shouldn't be a stretch. It should be something that's easy because that's how you create a sustainable habit that you can repeat over and over again. This isn't about stretching yourself. This is about tenderness with yourself, which is the opposite of what we're told, especially in America and Western countries on how you move forward in life, that it's gotta be tough. You gotta grind it out. You gotta do the things you don't wanna do. We've done that all our lives. If you grew up with an emotionally absent mother, then you have plenty of examples and plenty of history of doing shit that you don't want to do. And guess what? There was no lottery at the end. There was no benefit for it that got you anywhere. It just meant now you got to do some more shit. The love that you wanted didn't show up there. So this discipline is really, it is, a, it is an act of resistance it is an act of liberation because it is going to force you to go against the grain of everything that you know about how you should treat yourself every day. And even if it's something small and seemingly insignificant, the message that it sends to your inner child is that you are important. It's beyond me and it's upsetting that that's really all we wanted when we were growing up from our mother. We just wanted to feel legitimately like we were important, like we mattered. That's it. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the gray schools. It wasn't about the clothes. It was about feeling that you mattered to someone, not because of what you did or how you looked or what anybody else thought about you, but because she could see you just for who you are, period. And that that was enough. 
And because we didn't get that, we've been chasing that shit all our lives. We've been chasing enoughness. All to come back full circle and find out we're the only person that can truly give it to us. We're the first person. And then when we're able to give it to ourselves, other people can add to it. But no one can give it to us externally before we give it to ourselves. So this discipline is simply saying you're important, you matter. You decide what that looks like. What does that look like in a really gentle, loving way? Is it putting perfume on every day before you leave the house? Is it um, meditation? Is it journaling? This now, this is the part that comes in too, where you have to slow down enough to listen and find out what the inner child in you needs. What is it that she would need that would make her feel important? What would make her feel like she mattered? And it's not about how it looks to anybody else. She might want a color. She might like taking a short walk around the block before work or after work. She may not want to talk on the phone when she gets home for at least an hour or two. It's like, turn off the goddamn phone and just like, be right here with me. Whatever it is, make it something that you can win at. Make it something where you can create a record of success because that that's going to build your confidence in, in loving yourself. That's going to build um, the wherewithal that you will need because this is not for the faint at heart at all. I'd be wanting to quit all the time, but I don't. I won't say I want to quit all the time, but sometimes I do be like, this is, this is a lot. But then I look at my life and I'm like, oh, When I stop and I come back home to myself, it's like, oh, this is why I've cultivated this habit. Now I have enough time in to where the discipline is just normal. If if I don't tend to myself, if I don't do things that make me feel important, everything gets thrown off. It's just, it's a mess. I don't, I'm like, I'm I'm a baby. Like you have to rub me, hold me, stroke me, play with me, all of those things. Otherwise I got an attitude. I'm yelling and crying and screaming. And I'm so glad that I'm like that. I'm so glad that I have taught myself how to advocate on my behalf, even to myself when I want to do some bullshit. It's like, mm -mm, sit back down, sit back down, ma'am. We're not ready yet. This is a part, like, there are three other pillars. I'm not going to get into them today. Maybe I'll go through each pillar over, there's three, if there's three more, that will be the next three episodes. Let me know, reach out, tell me if if y'all want to hear more about that, because I think that will be 
a really good thing because I'm always hearing about, you know, the question is, how do I repair myself? What does reparenting look like? It feels really abstract, especially if you've never been parented at all. You don't even have anything to pull from. So this idea of, I'm going to, I'm going to call it compassionate discipline because what it is, is a care of yourself. It is not beating yourself up. It is the discipline of tenderness with yourself on an everyday basis and making it um, small enough to where you can keep doing it every day. Um, another thing that will help you with this is sharing it with someone, someone you love, someone you trust, someone that feels safe, letting them know that you are, that you're on this journey. So if you have to set a boundary, it doesn't feel like, because, you know, we always, we care about what everybody else thinks and we want to be there for everybody else, but being able to allow someone to hold that space for you is another part of the reparenting. It's another part of you loving yourself, giving somebody else an opportunity to stand in the gap for you. And then it's about continually asking yourself, what do I need? What do I want? What would make me feel better? What would make me feel important? Some of y'all have not even asked that question. That would be great homework to take out a piece of paper or go into the notes section of your phone and ask yourself those questions. What would make me feel good? What are small things I can do for myself? Get you some tea, curl up on the couch, get really quiet, light a candle and have a intimate conversation with yourself and then start going through the list. What are some things that I can do for myself that make me feel important? And just keep doing them. This is not, it's not that the the activities of healing are difficult per se. They're just not something that we have a muscle in, but they're really simple. So, okay, I think, I think that's enough for today. Um, I love giving y'all homework. So I think you have some things to think about. And I really, if you're on the fence about the journey to being more vulnerable and being more tender, I want you to know that it's not too late for you. And that even though she wasn't who you needed and it's been difficult finding people you need and maybe you haven't found anyone who can be there for you. So you think it's impossible. You can be there for you. You can be the person because you are the person you've been waiting on. And so I just want to encourage you today in that. I want to encourage myself in that today, you know? So I love y'all dearly. You already know that. And um, I'll see you next week. 
If you want to just continue to rock with me, go into the show notes and sign up for your free mother wound healing guide. It'll put you on my mailing list. If that in and of itself is a great resource, that's something that you can, um, use. It's got some great prompts and questions in there to help you start the process and you'll get on the email list so you can just be a part of the online conversation and dialogue that we're having. Of course, follow me on Instagram at I am Jennifer Arnise, A-R-N-I-S-E, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the She Is Loved Project Podcast. Every week, I'm committed to reminding you that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and your favorite platforms. And if you're feeling really supportive, click the link in the show notes and consider supporting me via Patreon. This community support goes a long way. Thanks so much and see you next week.